Yo, Chris, what is going on, homie? Brother, how you doing tonight? Dude, good, brother. It's nice to get another episode going. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I got a, I got an interesting, uh, a fun story to, uh, for, to start this one off. It's here. Um, so, uh, Liddy and I, we went to the, the quarry. You know, you, you know, you were just talking about it. You said you know about the place, right? So, yeah. used to be like this. Uh, you have to like make a reservation. Right? You have to make reservations to get yeah. in there. You know, so we're like, okay, whatever. If you go on a Wednesday, it's $18 a person to go. And I'm like, okay, on a regular day, I think it's like a little low 20s. But they give you a $5 voucher for food. Okay. So when you get there, you're like, okay, you know, what? all right, I'll get some money back for uh, reserving, you know, your spot. But in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to get there? It's going to be like, uh, you know, hot dogs made out of lips and ass, yeah. you know, and like a few <laughs> burgers or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm laughing about that. And, uh, Lydia and I end up going. So from us from here, it's about like a 45 minute drive. Okay. You from know, Hill? Yeah, from Mint Hill. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm like, oh my God. So when you get there, you're pulling up to this, uh, the private road and you see like this lake. <laughs> And Liddy's looking at it. She's going, I have to wear a life jacket to go in that? Dude, it's and it's a swamp. It's like this lake with like duckweed and all like the surface oh, algae in there. Dude, it was this lake that we saw pulling up to. It was nasty. We're like, dude, oh. babe, I don't think we're swimming in that. You know? And then we're like, okay, you keep going down the road and you see a bunch of cars parked. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, I'm not spending 20 bucks to go swim in a swamp. Yeah. You know, so we get there and it's like a little dirt path and you have to walk down it and going up to this place, uh, we watched this video saying that, uh, you have to wear a life jacket if you do not pass the swim test. And I'm thinking to myself, swim test, whatever, you know, I'm swimming in beaches, you know, yeah. going to Hawaii, getting destroyed by waves. I'm like, what kind of swim test are they going to do? Right. So I'm like, okay, uh, we get there, we $18 a person, they take a picture of each of us. And then I'm like, I don't want to wear a life jacket. You know, or right. I guess I'm, I'm not going to wear a life jacket. Liddy's like, yeah, I don't want one either. I'm like, okay. She's like, uh, so what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go down take the swim test. And if you fail, you have to come back and we have to give you life jackets. I'm like, okay, whatever. Fine. <laughs> you know, I'm going out. Like, this is cool. So we walk down the hill, huge quarry. Like it actually, it's pretty awesome. It's like 25 feet deep. Okay. You know, you don't, can't see the bottom. Really cool spot. Like the water's super clean. Yeah. It's There's, beautiful. Do multiple points to jump off okay. into the water, nice. right? And this is one spot. It's like 20 feet up. But then there's another spot where you're probably 25 feet in the air, and, like, you launch yourself on, like, a swing. Oh, like, cool. a little monkey, like, a little handle thing, dude. I don't park style. Dude, yes, dude. You're people launching themselves off. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm looking around. I'm like, all right. About 90% of the people here have life jackets, but whatever, you know? 90% of the people have life jackets, but I'm like, maybe they, whatever, they're floating around, they're having a good time. <laughs> so we put our stuff down. I'm all excited. I'm like, let's go, let's go. And I see the section where they're like, oh, swim test over here. I'm like, okay. So Lydia and I walk up to it, you know, and the guy, you know, it's all these young kids. I swear, dude, if I said they were like 16, 17 year old lifeguards, all of them, all of them, there was like six or seven of them. Really? So this, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, whatever, you know, it's pretty casual. And I, uh, I go, Lydia and I go up to the guy and he's like, okay, um, when they're done, the three of you, cause somebody else that was there with us, jump in, I'll send you over. What you have to do is, uh, you jump off the side. It's like a 10 foot drop into the water and you have to swim out to a platform 
and you have to wade water for about a minute. And from there, you have to swim. Uh, I'm trying to think how far it was. It was probably like, um, man, I don't know. It was pretty far. It was probably, I don't know, like 80 feet or something like that. You know, just swimming, right? And I'm going, okay, like this doesn't look that bad. I'm looking at everybody jump in the water and they're swimming. I'm going, this is going to be fine. This other chick jumps in, Liddy jumps in, I jump in. I probably went like, <laughs> I felt like 20 feet below the surface. <laughs> and then I come back up. Oh, oh man, okay. You know, <laughs> and for some reason, I'm like, dude, I feel like a rock right now. Like I'm heavy, you know? And it's, I don't, I wonder if this is all the weight I lost. Maybe my buoyancy was messed up. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. And I'm laughing. And I'm like, okay. So I swim over to this platform. And I'm like, okay. All right. You know, this ain't too bad. And the lifeguard on the platform starts talking to us, asking us all these different questions. Really? You know, like, so where are you guys from? What are you doing? You just hanging out here? I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to, like, catch my breath after that swim, you know? And then the lifeguard's asking me, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, fine. I'm breathing and you're talking to me like, well, I'm, I'm swimming. I, you know, what, you know, what do you want me to do? Yeah, what do you want? You know, I, I wasn't going like, <laughs> you know, Liddy's, you know, she's fine, whatever, like that. And then I'm like, okay. You know, I'm getting, it's like, this is like going from walking around to like full-blown swimming. So the girl that jumped in first, she gets to swim the 80 feet or whatever it is first up to this ladder. And then, uh, Liddy goes, she then Liddy starts swimming in my mind. I'm like, okay, I've been here for two minutes. You know, this ain't too bad. And they're like, the only type of swimming you can do is, uh, a breaststroke okay. or, um, she said like a, uh, like she said like it was like a freestyle. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, you're not doggy paddling, paddling yeah. but you're like, you know, if your arms like this. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, there's a distant gap. I'm going to try to get out of this water. I start doing the breaststroke over there, right? Going, you know, Liddy's in front of me. So I stop, you know, I'm just moving like this, you know, I'm waiting. And then, you know, I, I go, Liddy gets on the ladder, starts climbing up. You know, she's about a little bit more than halfway up the ladder. Then I go grab the ladder, you know, and I'm like, okay. And then I climb up. And what the lifeguard at the top is like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, it's Paul. You know, what's your last name? Hi. I get to the top and she's like, yeah, so um, you weren't doing exactly what we were looking for. So I'm going to have to ask you to wear a life jacket. Are you kidding me? Bro. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> dude, I was like, I failed? In my mind, I'm like, I, dude, I was like, I was, I was like, what did I, what did I not do? You know? And it's like, I failed this swim test. So all three of us failed it. I'm like, they just want you to wear a life jacket. Dude, I, that's what I was really starting to think. I'm looking around at everybody over there. And there was somebody that should have been wearing one because if they jumped in the water, they would have sank to the bottom. Right. You know? And it was like, you know, what's going on? I don't know if it was or not. So I'm sitting down on my towel and I'm pissed. I'm like, <laughs> pissed, bro. I'm like, Man, David Goggins, you know, he wouldn't have done that. Like, what the fuck happened? What did I do wrong? And I'm sitting there, and Liddy's pissed off too. And Liddy, we're like, okay, I just spent $40 to put my towel down on the grass. And I'm pretty annoyed now. And I'm like, I don't want to wear this, this life jacket. I'm going to give it back. I'm just not going to swim, right? I was getting right. stupid. I was getting like sour about it. And then I'm like, all right, whatever. So just relaxing. And then I'm like, all right, let's go eat. So I take my coupons, two coupons, the vouchers. We go to this uh, shack they have set up, you know, in the quarry area. And I'm like, all right, in my head, all right, what am I going to have? You know, 
There's probably nothing really here. It's probably going to be all crap. Nothing like that. Dude, no. It was, so it was a, a, they had this huge, it wasn't a plancha, but it was like this eight foot grill, wide, you know, wide grill. And there's a guy out there cooking burgers, hot dogs, chicken breasts, right? And he's seasoning everything up. It's like Montreal seasoning, all these different things. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, the guy was like some kind of color of leather. It was this white dude. He's been in the sun for 800 years. So he looked like this cherry maroon color. You know, he seemed like he knew, he was, he knew what he was doing. Um, and I'm looking at this menu and I'm thinking it's like, uh, you know, uh, cucumbers with vinegar and red onion, then uh, watermelon, then, uh, you know, fruit parfait. Oh, and then it's like uh, pico de gallo with chips. And then there was a Caesar salad with grilled chicken. You know, I'm like, oh, crap. You know, then there was like a grilled chicken sandwich with lettuce, t- tomato, onion, you know, mustard, ketchup, all this stuff. I'm like, okay. You know, they're all, going for it, dude, they had the, yeah, there's all this option. They had like soft serve ice cream and all these different things. So I'm like, oh, crap. Okay. I ended up getting a salad. Liddy got the sandwich. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm still a little annoyed. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm eating to eat because I'm here. You know, did you have to like that's not like <laughs> dude, I left it on the floor by our towel. I'm like, I'm not putting this thing on. And we sit down by the towel and stuff like that. I started eating my salad. I'm like, holy crap, this thing's good. Like it was a Caesar dressing that you could taste like the the fresh cracked pepper and the lemon juice and stuff sure. like that coming through. It was actually really good. Like the guy probably made it. Yeah. And uh, the chicken wasn't dry. Like it, it wasn't eating mulch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like it was nice cooked chicken breast on there. Liddy starts eating her sandwich and she's like, holy crap, this thing's amazing. And I'm thinking to myself, chicken sandwich that we got at a bowling alley. You know what I mean? Like, right, how right, good right. is it going to be? Yeah. Dude, I, I, I took two bites of it and I looked at her and I'm like, holy crap, you're right. Like, there's care there. Dude, yeah, exactly. It was care and all this and that. I'm like, all right, so I, I was eating this food and I'm like, it made me feel better. Like, I wasn't like a sourpuss anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm eating this sandwich and it tasted like something that was literally cooked, backyard barbecue, a nice sandwich, fresh bun, and well-seasoned and I'm like, holy crap, this is great. And after eating, I'm like already feeling better. I'm looking at Lydia. I'm like, uh, so I guess we're going in the water. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I gotta wear this stupid vest. Stupid like that. And Lydia's like, yeah, come on, let's have fun. And I'm like, all right. And Can you uh, still jump from like the 20 foot one? Yes. With the life with the life vest on. So that's what we did. I'm like, all right, Lydia, let's go. Let's just go right to the the tallest one. She's like, oh, I don't know if I want to. I'm like, no, we're going. Like twenty dollars each to get into this place we're gonna jump off the highest thing we could jump into the water and it was actually you know pretty awesome we got up there life jackets jumped in there you know jumped a couple times there was some kid over there that went on the um the swinging Mm. you know uh the whatever swinging uh section there was like this crane that was like hanging over the water with a rope and like a rod for a handle and this guy instead of keeping it the top yeah. And is picking his legs up and swinging in. He like jumps off the side with the thing in his hands. And when he starts going down, uh, the rope gets really taut and it, he, it rips out of his hands. His legs go forward. His head goes backwards oh my God. and he slams in the water, um, probably four feet away from the base of the swing area. Oh, now the swing area looked like they had this giant rolled quilt down the whole thing. In yeah. case people slip and fall down it, you're still going to mess you up. Oh, yeah. But, dude, this guy blasted in the water and like right there. And I was like, oh, shit. 
you know, I was like looking around. Is See, it still deep there? It's still deep. Okay. You know, because I guess the way they dug everything down. But the guy was, he got up, he was like, you didn't even know which way to look. You know, the, the, the lifeguards at the top were like, dude, are you okay? And he was like, he was like, just like, where am I? And he starts swimming. Instead of getting out of the line of fire from everybody else that's jumping, he's swimming with <laughs> the line of fire. <laughs> you know? So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Dude, it's it was. Just a, like Action Park. Dude, it was just, dude, yeah. But you know what? It was pretty cool. And I guess the takeaway for me is, like, you, like you can go somewhere and be disappointed up front about whatever it is. Right. But then when the food, there you go, zoom tight. When the when the when the food is good, Change or like that. surprisingly good above and beyond your expectations, dude, it, it's like wow, that was nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, like that was actually pretty freaking good. That's what's dangerous about it, right? It's yeah. Like, it's like a mental, mm -hmm. like uh, when we talk about using food as fuel. Yeah. It's also a mental. Mm -hmm. Dude, like huge sport kind of thing. So, like, that's why you could eat a dozen chicken wings, right? Mm -hmm. then, but do easily. But yeah, it's 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 funny you say that. It's just about like how instantly your mood switches. Right? Yeah, and absolutely. You're, you're in like better better headspace, right? Absolutely. Especially like if you're starving, dude, hangry, right? Just like pissed yeah, off, just like. <laughs> Nasty, and like, yep. ah, fuck it all, dude. Absolutely, you know, I immediately think about pizza when I get like that. Do you really? Just pizza. It's like when I'm, it's like I I haven't had it in a long time, but when I would just get like it, it's always the first thing that comes to mind. I'm thinking of like a nice pizza with a nice crust, fantastic sauce, you know, nice layer of cheese. But then it's like the toppings. Yep. Like, dude, it can get stupid. It's just like, oh my god, I want this and that. But that's pretty, pretty freaking awesome. You know awesome. what I like though, like even if you get a lot of toppings, yeah, is to make sure like like I I like when you go to like certain places, sure, and they do like the artisanal like fun shit that you wouldn't really think of, like okay. corner mercado pizza. Oh my god, it's like blistered corn. Yeah, it was oh. ridiculously phenomenal. This place. Um, they, I mean, all their pizza was great, obviously. Right. But then uh, they had a Brussels sprout pizza with Fontina. Probably like balsamic on there or something? So good. I think it was spiced honey. <laughs> oh, and my God, dude. Some, either bacon or oh. like uh, pancetta or something. Dude, do you like the, the, if they put like a nice pepperoni on there and then it's like a uh, chili flakes and then honey? Yeah. Oh, dude, how good is that? Yeah. It's like just, just you just fiend over it. You're like, give me more. This dude, uh, who hopefully uh, will be a listener, this guy is uh, a, a pretty famous DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming to the Retro Hotel all the time. Retruso. Great guy. He w he's the first person I saw do that. This was like 2000, I don't know, 2012. Like the honey chili pizza? Yeah, we have like these bar pies. You know, like the, yeah. the nice, the nice like thin crust. Like personal? We, yeah. That okay. We just make, we just put our homemade marinara on. Yeah. And then um, we'd have like whatever shitty toppings from Cisco. Cisco, okay. It was pre-sliced pepperoni. Is it the marinated yeah. mushrooms? Like the frozen pepperoni. Yeah. No, not uh, like 
with the pizza, you know, the pizza parlor pepper uh, mushrooms that yeah. are pre-sliced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we had like, we had decent sausage. Yeah. We ended up making it nice. But what I'm saying is like, mm -hmm. we, we had some of like those throw on toppings, right? Sure. There you go. So he would always get the pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Put a ton of, uh, of the, um, what's it called? Ton of like chili flakes. Chili flakes, yes. But he was, he would always... <laughs> Like the first couple of times, I'm like, Dad wants honey. I'm like, yeah, he wants honey. Send him out honey. And I Were you like, this is, this is pineapple. But now it, that's like all the rage on like Instagram. Dude, it's so watching everybody put yep. the hot honey on the pepperoni. Dude, pizza. it's so freaking good. Liddy so, showed me that. I was so like, what? No, exactly. Because it's like that sweet, salty, spicy. Right. And then the texture exactly. of the pizza. And But my favorite still is the sausage and broccoli wrap. Like a oh, regular yes. pizza, yep. sausage, broccoli, robin. It's got chili flakes on it, probably. With the broccoli, e rob. Either definitely chili flakes, but um, if you got them, right. you hit them with those uh, hot cherry peppers. Oh, dude, yes. Fire. Fire. Oh, my God. And then just engulf it, right? Yep. And then you can't eat for the next three days because the top of your mouth is burnt to hell. <laughs> Not only from the heat. But from the spice, too, yeah. just, you're ruined. Just destroyed. Just absolutely destroyed. I got this buddy, Sal. He can eat a pizza out of the oven. No problem. Bites right into it. I'm looking at him. I'm going, okay, must not be that bad. I'll bite into it. You know when you bite into the slice and you have to let go? Yep. And then it's like sauce burning, scalding your chin. Yep. You know, and then like it's just, oh, my God, what is that? You know what's my, my pet peeve is when the it's still so hot. Mm-hmm. That like you're like all right, I'm gonna give it a minute, right? And then you do the, the fold, yes. And then you get the tomato drip down the, to the palm, dude. Just your hand just sets on dude. fire. How about when you like you fold the pie? You you, you fold the slice and you get it where you fold it and then all the toppings start pouring out the front. Yep. I hate that. What is that? Is that a ratio thing or is that it's just too hot? But the, our boy from uh, let's see. <laughs> those names. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's alright. It's just he's a Red Sox fan. So there but, you go. No, but he always always talks about that. The flop. The flop, dude. And, right. Uh, you want so, you want a stiff slice. Yeah, you need a yeah, little yeah. bit extra crusty. Yep. I like that um that ultra thin like bar pie. Like mm -hmm. that crust. Yep. Because it's chewy too, right? It's, it's, it's like beautiful. Thin yeah. and chewy. But the the thing about those is you can't you can't overload them. We had this one cook that was like, That's true, yeah. We, we would run flatbreads with them, and they were good. Right. It would be like uh, Brussels sprouts, ricotta, mm -hmm. uh, pine nuts, or whatever. Yeah. Like, almost like a loose uh, loose pesto. Sure. Yeah, yeah, With um With uh, Brussels sprouts and ricotta cheese. Right. It's all the liquid. And he would put, like, way too much crap on it. Yeah, like... I get what you're doing. Sure. Like you're making it VIP. Yeah. This is fucking this whole thing up. Like you gotta make it. Yeah, there's a balance. There is a balance. It's gotta be it's gotta be able to be mm -hmm. folded. It's gotta you know what I mean? It's yep. gotta it, it's like it's like a sandwich. Like yep. remember when you're a kid and your your one buddy worked at the sub shop and would like overload Dude, Cherry Valley. That was by me, it was called Cherry Valley yeah. Sandwich Shop. But it they would like be like, okay, I'll give you extra ham or extra right. whatever. Right. Double double meat. But it's wrong. It's not only is it wrong, mm -hmm. but it's like 
Oh, this sucks. Dude, texturally, too much meat. Yep. Right. It's like you're biting into it, and all the meat is squeezing out the side yeah, of the yeah. back. So you gotta you gotta rotate the sucker. You gotta start chewing around the edges. You gotta check the back. Like uh, maybe the best one of the best sandwich shops is um, Pastosa, and there's there's a whole bunch of them uh, in Staten Island, Brooklyn, sure. Jersey. And my my only gripe about their sandwiches, they right. have like, the really good semolina bread. They got the oh. really good. Prosciutto, yep. coal. You think it's like the cutlet with the broccoli rob and the roasted red yeah. pepper on there? They cut it. They cut fresh it right, like super thin. Yep. Fresh moths. Oh, yep. there. Awesome. Oh. But it's like, but sometimes it's like, ah, give, do me a favor. Yeah. Give me a third less meat. Really? Yeah, they go crazy. Damn. I mean, they, they charge. It's not cheap, but it's not. Okay. It's like, uh, I think it's like 16 bucks. So how about, what do you think about Worth Cat's Deli? Day. I hate that shit. Right, Castelli, isn't it? Is it? It's like a, isn't it like a thirty dollar pastrami, with like two fists worth of pastrami on the bread, but the bread is as it's that's, thin. That's what we're talking about. And so you're you're just chewing on a ball of meat. Yeah, you're just taking a picture with it. That's what it is, right? You think it's more yeah. fanfare? It's like, oh, this is so exciting. Check this out. It's like a, you know, because I've, I mean, I went there and I was like, at first I thought, what's the, you know, yeah, it tasted great, but I just spent thirty dollars on a sandwich and I ate the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? But then it was like I'm eating a lot. It's just meat. There's no ratio, right? You at, at some point, it's like, you know, what is it? Do you, with meatballs, do you like it when they're like the smaller meatballs? Or do you yeah. sometimes when they, it's like a, a giant football on a plate? Like the pound ones. The one pound meatballs. And you're just chewing at ground beef. I like, like, the biggest you could do for meatballs is possibly, like, Again, it's really good. Right. Maybe a quarter pound. Even that's too big. That's a big meatball. You could slice that down. Anything, maybe six six balls to a pound. Yeah, and those are big. It's still big. Yeah, exactly. But if they're soft, if they got like ricotta, yeah, you know, and they're like, like your boy make them or something like he made those. Oh, we gotta we gotta mess around with those one day. Dude, the, those are the best meatballs. We there. gotta make those. Those are ricotta. Guys, everybody send in meatball recipes. Yeah. We gotta know, dude. That's that's do you, do you like raisins in them, dude. A meatball of raisins, yeah. The closest thing to that I had it was this like a Moroccan style meatball with pine nuts and raisins, yeah. But I think because of the spices, it worked, okay. So it tasted good. It wasn't like an Italian, you know, right? It had like you know, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, that, and stuff yeah, it, was, it wasn't oregano and spices right. like herbs like that, you know, it was more of like a North African. Yeah, you know, influence in there. So you're eating it going like, holy crap, these are great. Right. Oh, there were uh, currants in there too. Right. It was like what red currants or something like that. Razzle and they put in it. The spice, like, yeah. This, that is good. Um, the, uh, I wanted to ask you about, like, just to bring it up to, like, the audience too. Like, we talk about, you know, chef so it automatically goes to like cooking and stuff but sure how many different varieties of jobs that there are right yeah in our industry and just um i was thinking about how like because of like the pandemic and everything else so many yep. things it became so evident that we're we don't have people working in like the labor force right right so 
was just looking up the story about the shortage of butchers. The shortage of butchers is like horrendous. Do you think that's a dying breed, though? Yeah, because that, that's what like the story mm-hmm. was talking about. It was more about how it's like a dying art, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because everything just comes from like these packaged houses. Yeah. Even, even like my crew, like my suit right now is, what is he, 28? Either 28, 29, yeah. or 30. Very Plus or talented. minus. Yeah. But even he was talking, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I I was lucky enough to learn how to break down Pismo. For anybody who doesn't know, Pismos are beef tender ones. Mm-hmm. Filet mignons. That's, like, that's almost like the, anything beyond that doesn't happen in, in, in a restaurant, right? That's what's scary. It's like, At this that point. That should be known. That should be the bare minimum, right? Like you bring, yeah. In culinary school, you do chicken. You do all kinds of stuff, yeah. You do flatfish. Mm-hmm. You do the round fish. Yeah. And you do. I mean, you're doing all cuts of chicken, but then it's like the subprime with cuts of beef. Like you're breaking down, uh, you know, like you have a, someone gives you a chuck roast, somebody gives you the, like the leg of the cow, they break it down. And it's like, our right, cut me, you know, different parts of the cow and like, our right, where's the flank? I want you to, you right, know. Right, that's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. the hanger. Where's like you right. know, to get all this stuff? You get a whole thing of strips, and then it's like right. you got to trim the fat, make it even, and then slice it down to steaks. Even at the steakhouse here, mm-hmm. which whatever, but a lot of them, they're they're only ordering everything mm-hmm. either pre pre cut, right? And that's what is it like buckhead beef? I think is a huge one. Buckhead's a big one. Yeah, that's the that's the Cisco. So mm-hmm. that's the biggest company, yeah. biggest food. Everything is yeah. food, food provider cryovac, right? There, that's their butcher house. Yep, just cryovac everything. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't remember the last time that I ordered a steak while I was in a, working in a commercial restaurant that came in that wasn't cryovac. It was all cryovac. I don't, all, I'm, all of it. I mean, the, yes, even the, some of the chicken, depending on what it is, you know. Right. But if, you, if you're busy, like you're just going to order airlines, right? I get that, right. You know, but at the same point, if you you should be you should be breaking down mm-hmm. like maybe again chicken like with the because everybody wants breasts right. which is annoying right. It's like the last that. part I want on the fucking chicken. yeah. Give me the wings, the thigh, the drumette. But yeah, like like these these butcher shops, like the small independent butcher shops. Mm-hmm. How freaking hard do they have it? I mean, dude. I, can, I mean, shut down. They're, yeah. They're barely making profit anyway. Right. Um, and then you, you deal with the pandemic, but mm-hmm. that's what they were talking about. It's like, they're hurting. Yeah. Because they're taking just people out of retirement. Yeah. So like these old, you know, weathered butchers. Yeah. You, they used to smoke while they worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing tank now, tops. Right, with, now, soft, like, with soft stains and coffee yeah, stains. <laughs> throwing friggin', you know, sawdust everywhere. Yep. They're bringing these people back out. And That's they're just ins- working yeah. for cash. Because it's like... What are you going to do? There's no mm-hmm. there's no 19 and 20 year old butcher. Right not like that. Not like the place where you worked. Right? You Because you said you worked in a butcher shop? Yeah. Well, when I, my first, my very first job was in a butcher shop. Right. But it was also like ahead of its time. It was like cool boutique right. like, uh, market as well. Okay. It was J&M market. And 
those guys actually just opened up another butcher shop now. Right. But um, sorry, we got to wobbly with the story. They that was like a butcher shop where you did get quarters in. Like they would get a quarter. They take you know right. make the roast beef from the top. Mm-hmm. You know the top round. They would cut their own fillets. They right. would cut their own ribeyes. Cut their own t bones. Like twice a week or yeah, twice a week. I think it would be like either four or right. six. I might have that backwards. It was six and four. You get quarters in, right? And Ray and Charlie and the rest of these dudes would just fucking rip the ship apart. Start blasting at it, dude. And the, the the funniest thing was they would they would save all the fat. Okay. Yep. And sell it. This company would come and pay for it. They'd weigh it. Yeah, yeah. And during my time there, it went from I think they would pay like nine cents a pound, sure. or like it might have even been fifty cents for ten pounds. I forget what it was. Something crazy. Okay. But like after like my second or third year there, maybe I was only there for three years. So maybe like a year and a half in. I just remember Ray going, well, at least they're just taking it for free at this point. We don't have to pay them to, to dispose uh, of it. Yeah. Because what they would do is they'd make makeup out of that shit. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. But okay. I, I, they trained me. I went from like just like being the dumb high school kid <laughs> that washed dishes. And yep. because like I would ask questions, they'd be like, yo, you want to you wanna come in earlier on like the weekends? I'm like, well, not really. <laughs> but my parents want me to have a job, so sure. Yeah. Sure, I'll come real. I don't know. And uh yeah, I mean mm-hmm. I I learned again, I'm not I wouldn't call myself a butcher, but I'm definitely far beyond what I see other yeah. chefs. Yeah. As far as like how to how to actually handle like mm-hmm. a whole animal. But um that's gone. I mean yeah. that's that's all but like gone. Yep. Um this ain't no unlike supermarket butchers. It's I don't not. I think that they do that there. I, I think mean, it all gets done at. A lot of it does. A lot of this, for sure. I mean, there's a, a lot of supermarkets, a lot of things coming prepackaged. And you, you have places by us like uh, Publix and Harris Teeter, they're cutting down cryovac shit cuts yeah. like it's like the whole you know the you know yeah they get a strip yeah he a full strip you know ribeye bone in they'll cut the bones out sell the bones you know beef ribs and then they'll or they'll do like a standing roast yep. you know rib roast and then they'll cut the steaks like that but or they maybe they use the bandsaw for a couple things but that's about it what also what do you think about my friend just sent me a picture yeah what do you think about the tomahawks <laughs> I mean, if, uh, if somebody you, wants to spend eighty dollars on a bone, yeah, I, I find it hysterical because, like, it's such. I I would just say this: it's such a Instagram <laughs> fucking cut of meat, dude. It is. You know, like, this wasn't a thing twenty years ago, dude. When we started. Did you ever hear of a tomahawk? Dude, no, I had no idea what it was. I mean, I've heard people. Like when I worked at um, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, they did a, I think it was a fifty ounce porter. Like it was huge. Sure. It was two, three people can have at this thing, you know. And then they cut it off the bone, they slice it down. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. But I mean, when you have a steak where it's like half the weight is bone, it's like Flintstone cut. And it's what, what people don't understand is right. 
<laughs> you go to buy a tomahawk. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't want to pick on my friend because he, he, like he means well. Right. He's like, well, should I get a tomahawk or a cowboy? And I'm like, you know, it's the same thing. And yeah, you yeah. know that you're paying. Yep. Yep. Just as much for the bone. Yep, the cowboy cut, it's like uh, just trimmed down slightly from the bone. You know, that's you, a good that's a good cut. Dude, tell me this back of the house is they're not having sword fights. Oh my god. With that thing when the bone comes back. How many they're just attacking each other like Jedi, you know, battles in the kitchen. Remember, I know this happens. You remember the, the credit card swipe that everybody you'd be work, work working on the line. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your asshole yeah. line cook will come up behind you. Yep. And run his run his hand through your yeah yeah through your grumble. I mean that's I mean, welcome many? to the crew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that was a good morning. That was a good morning. That's how you know you you're welcome. You know you're welcome to the family. <laughs> yeah, that's how you knew that they accepted. They you. accepted you. Yeah, exactly. How many cowboys st- or I'm sorry, how many tomahawk bones have been just used to friggin' meat hook some dude, line cook? Dude, the new line cook. The nut taps. Yeah, must have been out of control. I mean, you could cut. You could. You could literally castrate something. Dude, <laughs> dude, I know they're doing something stupid like that. I, I mean, can, I can think of this kid Ko. He, I, I have a, I have a really good story about him. But this kid Ko, yeah, he, he was, uh, he was like the like the bastard stepchild of me and my friend Patrick. Sure. So, look, he could have gotten us both fired. <laughs> physical and everything with sure him. yeah yeah like, yeah there's a lot of that that's super common if you've never worked in a restaurant what chris just said is absolutely true like you know a fake the, fight, but he kind of like leaned the wrong way sure <laughs> Patrick smacked them <laughs> right across the face super hard like everybody heard it but right he, he got his like oh of his finger and it was eye. oh but he would be one that with the with the mm-hmm. that bone, yeah, you could just see him walk walk behind somebody because he became a savage. Sure, you know, he, yep, yep. he took it and then he turned it. <laughs> but he would he would do the meat hook. Yep. So it's just be for because we're acting this out, trying to explain it. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing. This is you, great. You would put like the steel, the knife steel. Yeah, yeah. Underneath, in between somebody's knees. Yep, yep. And then the next cook would walk across and grab the other hand and right. rip up. <laughs> dude, oh my god. Oh and you just hear it would sound like a dude. Like, a like a chamber. Dude, that is funny as hell. I, I remember working on the line and this this one guy, I, I forgot what I was doing. I was uh like I was <laughs> we had these long grill brushes. Oh, huge yeah. ones. And I was pu- pulling out from under the grill and it ran this dude, my boy Dude, Nick, shout out to you, man. And, uh, this guy I worked with at a restaurant out in Long Island. I pulled out the uh, the, the grill brush, and it, as I was pulling it out, I was pulling it out, and the hand, back in the hand glove, it was digging right into his ass. <laughs> <laughs> right into his ass. This dude, he turned around. Uh, he punched me on the shoulder, I think. Like, it was pretty fr- friggin' hard. I was like, whoa, dude. Like, I wasn't even thinking. It's like, dude, what? No. Oh, oh my God. Dude, I scared him, dude. He's like, whoa. <laughs> he thought he was getting handled. <laughs> and I'm here pulling the brush out underneath the grill. You're, you're putting them on a Spitfire. Dude, that's what it was. Dude. We were spit roast them. That's pretty funny, man. Yeah, the uh, 
the hijinks. I put I put some on our Instagram about the the manager looking into the kitchen. <laughs> I don't like try each other, dude. It's the space. That's uh, the only thing that that, uh, that that movie waiting waiting right. That's pretty. It, yeah, they're all just they're all just complete mm-hmm. savages, just beating beating yes. each other, performing like ludax on each dude. other the entire. Night. Dude, it was like a circus, like every single department, every single department, every single involved in hospitality in some way or the other. There's something like that. Who 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 would you say is the most professional? Like if, if when you when you look at like the hierarchy of a restaurant, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who would you say like what position is notorious for being like the most stuffy or like most professional out of most all? Most professional out of all of them. Uh, I'm trying to think. It well, I think it comes down to. If these people, I want to get caught or not, or like get in trouble in some way, where everybody's doing being ridiculous, you right. know, rough housing, you know, setting up traps for each other, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. You know, it's like the dishwasher just hanging back and just watching the chaos unfold. I, I would swear yeah. to God, because I have it written down here. Yeah, I was gonna say usually the most professional person in the entire operation, right. owners included. Right. Is like the dishwasher. The dishwasher. That's what I was thinking. Especially if they're illegal. Right. They're like, that's that's your Boy Scout. So in terms of Lord of the Rings, they're like the hobbits. They're just hanging back and watching. All this chaos and madness. (laughs) You know, all these different armies battling it out, dude. Front of the house screaming. The hostess getting chewed out. Hostess coming back, you know. Say, fuck you, I quit. People, yeah. You know, fighting with people. Oh, oh, yeah. The, the, The... the, the servers just pounding leftover drinks right before they put them in the speed racks. Oh, dude, right? For sure. I mean, eating off the plates, too. I've seen that's it. What, that's what I think. I've, yeah. You know, a dishwasher ain't doing that. I, nah, I've never seen one. I've never seen any of my dishwashers ever had to do that. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think mm-hmm. oddly enough, right. the person making the least amount of money is the <laughs> lowest on the total pole. Right. Is probably. They're always on time. Mm-hmm. Super always, important position. They always want to stay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very important. Without the dishwasher, it's chaos. And everybody's happy to see them. Everybody. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we have a dishwasher tonight. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, yeah, that, that, that's one of the other things that I miss. Right. I had an oak for a little bit. The sure. dishwashers were from, uh, like, I forget what country they said, like a Western African country. Okay. They legitimately just spoke French. That was it. Okay. So you just have to use Google Translate. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of, you know, for the most part, and again, this isn't being any type of uh, stereotype, but in New York and New Jersey, most of your dishwashers and like kitchen help is some type of Spanish culture. Sure, absolutely. South American, all that. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you could navigate, you know, and I have really bad Spanish, but I have, like, good kitchen Spanish. Sure, sure, sure. If you can navigate that, you'd be all right. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. You'll be all right. But you'd always get, like, like I, we have one guy who's legitimately from China. Sure. 
and maybe you might as well have been talking to an alien. <laughs> there was, you, you couldn't know, even the, fake it. You have a dumb white guy who's, yeah. who's trying to speak like this stupid borderline Spanish. <laughs> and, then, and then every once in a while being like, oh yeah, that's right, you don't understand me. Um, um, <laughs> got Chinese. <laughs> I'd, say it, I'd say in the Google Translate for Chinese, yeah, yeah. it would come up. Written in Chinese, I'm like, I don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 you read it? Oh, okay. Dude, that is funny, man. This guy, he would drink uh, some authentic green tea. Okay. He would make it once a week. Dude, he had, he had breath that was so impressively bad. <laughs> Dude, was his teeth rotting? His, he, didn't, he didn't brush his teeth. Like, he had oh. no... Uh, like, no concept of that. Right, exactly. Like, like, I'm talking to somebody, and it's like, all right, let me make sure I have some mint gum, even like, after I eat, that kind of thing. I forget who would translate for him. There's one person who had to translate. Right. He would he would talk about how healthy he was, like, his gut health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, bro, <laughs> it smells like rotten garbage. Yeah. <laughs> what do you eat, garlic? A, every time you take a breath, <laughs> that can't be healthy. <laughs> But uh, now the um, we had so it was like Spanish. Yep. You get by French. French. Not really. Okay. Yep. Chinese. Absolutely. Just no way. And then uh, we had uh, this Filipino dude. He um, he ended up stabbing one of the uh, the dishwashers while they were taking the, the garbage. The garbage out. Okay. Yeah, but. He was another one. It's like <laughs> I, I would be like saying something, yeah, getting off, like frustrated and flustered, right? Yeah, and I just start speaking Spanish, yeah. and the Spanish guys would look at me and be like, "Papi, shut the fuck up." He doesn't understand <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> Filipino. He's not Spanish. He's Spanish. Oh my god, that's it. So that's another thing working in a restaurant that's required of us. We have to be bilingual or trilingual. You go 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 anywhere else. Just like pick a job. What you well, we, cops probably have to deal with that shit. They can. I mean, that they get paid more for that. Yeah. You know, you'll get your you'll have increased in salary if you're bilingual. If you speak three languages, right. all of a sudden you're getting a pay increase. Well, We're not getting out of chefs. No. Dude, no, no way. You need it. That's yeah. the thing. Like yeah. you need those. You just need hands. Yeah. It's like I need. Okay, I have to learn to speak different languages. I have to be a make like a. Uh, jack of all trades and master of none. Right. You know, I got to be the electrician, the, the plumber. I got to fix the ovens. I can do maintenance. The table legs are loose. You know, there's cracked tile on the floor. Where's the caulking gun? You know, all these ridiculous things. Right. The um, well, you do it now. You're working at a gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I would just wonder what breaks down more, like working at a gym. Like in the gym equipment yeah, right. or kitchen equipment. Yeah, I, honestly, you, the most you stressful the shit out of the gym equipment. Yeah, but it's I don't. It, it's got to be. The, I, I would say the most. Equipment. I don't the, mean like stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say like the kitchen equipment because you're dealing with gas, fire, and electricity. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? And right. then the pilot goes out. Right. Somebody comes. Howie comes over with the hose, and he's spraying out the inside of the broiler saturates the pilot squirts water down the pilot line or whatever water in the and then you're just trying to light it light it the sucker's not lighting motherfucker you know like you know this so now your ovens don't work 
right. you know, all these ridiculous things. I mean, think about how some finicky some of the oven stuff is. If you slam the door too hard, like we had this Blodgett oven. Right. Blodgett's supposed to be amazing brand, right? right. You know, it's I mean, super True. popular. Um, we had this Blodgett in this restaurant on Long Island, and I swear to God, the guy would come over and service it, replace the pilot, give it a tune-up, and that night, if you slammed the door too hard, and it wasn't like an aggressive, ah, it was like, hey, I'm going to close this thing. I got to turn a whip around real quick. I'm doing this, 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 and this, and taking five things out of the you know, the oven at the same time. Yeah. The dude was over. It was toast. The pilot would go out, and the guy who was working the station would just keep working it for another half hour until the food stopped cooking. It's like, it's not ready yet. What do you mean it's not ready yet? Springs. Springs. Dude, it, yeah. dude it could be that. That was torture. Oh, we dude, could, nightmare. Stress. We, uh, at the, at the hotel, we, we finally, we would serve 800 people. Right. This sticky ass old little oven, right? Sure. Was so the easy bake oven. <laughs> yeah. The owner, owner splurged, re, you know, revamped the, mm-hmm. the tiny kitchen. Now it's like super revamped. Sure. But, um, we got these ovens. They were like special, like the sheet trays. You don't, you could put a fit a full sheet tray in them, but you have to put them in long. Long ways, okay. But it was good too because you had three mm-hmm. ovens now. With right, three ovens. They were all narrow. It wasn't like Electrolux, right? It didn't do like the steaming and no, all that no, stuff no. in there. Okay. But the 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 hangout with that right was the springs. They were super tight. Sure. And they were good. Like you just barely kick it. And shut. Shut. Yep. Yep. But those springs would fucking break three times a year. Just, just ex- you'll you'll know when they do. Yep. Oh no, no you knew right. You like, knew the door will stay shut. Right. It just so, pops open. Does the fan still run? Oh yeah. It's just blowing all the hot air out of there, and somebody's got to hold it back. So, and then wisely, the the guy came in to fix it. Right. It the first time, Dave took like one look at it. it was like paying this guy like four hundred fifteen dollars. <laughs> I guess break. Like how much? How much of those sprint? And he watched him do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Dave was like, <laughs> Dave was like handy anyway, but mm-hmm. he's like, how? He's like, how many of those springs do you have on your truck right now? You got, I don't know, twenty five. Twenty five of them, yeah. Give me them all. <laughs> Bought them all. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're fixing it. <laughs> Did you have them taped to the side of the oven? You like emergency spare parts kit? His wife came in one day while I was fixing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would like work. I guess you would work, what, daytimes, I guess? Sure. And uh, she comes in the back. She works on the line or was like no, counting she's office? Like, um, front of the house? Like, yeah, front of the house. Like, sure. Bartender. Okay. Or <laughs> Just remember screaming, motherfucking bitch. <laughs> she's awesome. Like, you were screaming I'm, that. I'm trying to put the spring in. It's sure. like my fingers are all like, <laughs> in there. It's hot as hell. Right. Right. I'm stretching it to yeah. try to get the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got food in the oven and I'm just screaming. Bitch. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's like, no, I didn't send that ticket. I'm like, no, 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 no talk to me. <laughs> Dude, that is funny right there. How, how many. Everybody's listening. If you if you've a server in front of the house, you send in a ticket. You know it's going to get some type of reaction like that. Oh yeah, motherfucker! <laughs> like this guy, you're like, hey, please don't. 
you know, please don't get mad at me. I already told the guy three times I can't do it. Fuck this guy's food up and make it as spicy as you can make it. That's yeah. funny. That was the first reaction. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Or or when the, the ticket would come, the, you see it's only for two people. Yep. Yep. Right? And the printer's just going. You're like, Jesus Christ. And you see all the modifiers. Modifiers on there. And the last thing just says. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I, I can't. That is nuts. That is too funny. I, that, that's what, like, if you work at uh, these places now, like, uh, not Viva Chicken, but uh, these bread bowl places, yeah. salad bowl places. Uh, you think, shop. like, Panera? Oh, my God. How fucking annoying must that be? Dude. get some idiot who's on just on this computer and yeah. sitting there going, you know, I want uh, cheesesteak with cucumbers and blah, blah, blah. That's because they do their own order. Yeah. They, they just, just modify, modify, modify. Or, or like somebody like me, <laughs> the kid gets a handle on the phone. And then all of a sudden they... <laughs> it's button smashing. You know how many times I've like looked at like, like Facebook or Instagram? Right. And there's all these things that like now pop up in my feed. Yep. I'm like, I don't, why, why am I getting... <laughs> Like anime or like anime, dude. Yeah, Legos or, or like Legos, something. I'm like, dude. I mean, the Instagram, man. It, it, your feed will show you things they don't even think about. You're looking up, and it just goes in there. And it's I don't know what it is. It's like you don't even have to look it up, but you start seeing stuff. It's yeah, kind of it's like it's throwing it out there for you. Are you going to be interested in this? Click on this. Click on this. Well, click on this. I got. What about all you know? Paul's big in the first form now. Oh, yeah. So, like, First Form has all types of people, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of hot, like, model, Dude, people. model people. And you're talking about guys and girls, man. Like, the dudes look great, the girls look great. You're they like, look beyond great. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Like, holy shit. But, you know, uh, it's like, I want to be like that. But if, you, <laughs> if you, you don't even have to like it, it's just yeah. like, you know, this girl like Emily Sears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just stop scrolling, mm-hmm. staring at the if picture. you press on the picture and you don't like it, you're gonna it's gonna start going into your feed. Then I get all of her crap. Of course, yeah, eyelashes. You could like a product. All this other thing. That's it. That matters. So eyelashes, protein, and pictures of women on Chris's phone. That's it. <laughs> like what happened to my live Metallica and Ghost? It's and disappeared. All of my music. Yeah, Ghost is gone. It's just. I mean, now it's just hot women, which I'm not complaining. Yeah, about. you're not gonna get mad at that. Like my kids look at the phone. Dude, you look, oh, look like at <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, dude, that's fifty percent of what Instagram is now, too. You can't even avoid it. Yeah, that's true. It, it's everywhere. It's like, hey, it's, check out my nails I just did, and they're not even in the picture, but they're wearing some type of uh, sheer top. It's beauty nails and <laughs> tomahawk steaks. Tomahawk steaks. That's pretty funny, man. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. I know we touched upon it briefly. Oh yeah. Um, have you ever? Like through working in a restaurant, stuff like this. Have you have you ever had one particular person that you kind of maybe took under your wing, sure. in a way, Absolutely. or you know, they were they had questions about the industry, they were interested in it. Did were you like, you know, all right, here I'm going to tell you this, this, and this, but I'm going to choose to leave this and this out right. until you get more involved, or maybe it's like, hey, you're really excited. Well, I guess what I'm saying is you don't want to bust anybody's bubble, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of 
couple of guys and girls, I mean, um, you know, that I met my wife. Sure. But, um, of course, I meant to her. I taught her everything. <laughs> so everything. <laughs> Dude, that's what, that's what I figured. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 that's what I figured how that story was going to go, man. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, there's been, there's definitely been a couple of times where, like, you see somebody, like, this kid Danny that I'm thinking of, he was really, really good. Right. Really young. He started working for us when he was, like, in high school. Sure. And uh, he ended up being a big shot. Or he still is. That's awesome. For 11 Madison. Yep. So you could kind of see like somebody like that and mm -hmm. just be like, look, you know, you mentor them, but you're also just like not uh, just trying to um, keep them, keep them uh, like away, but not lead them, not be like, this sucks. Like, right. Every day, every day sucks. Right, because it's like our own decisions. Let's it sucks for us. That may be great for them. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, and try to like uh, try to be more of a like an educator. Sure. Yeah. Instead of just being like the general. Exactly. It's like you share your experience. This is what happened to me, or maybe this is what I did. But like a lot of a lot of the people that I feel like um, like I've mentored or or um, had like long-standing like relationships with in our in our field. They mm -hmm. all had like the same mentality. Sure, you know, they wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, you could talk about like even like now with uh, Bobby. Right, the guy's good. Like it's not a matter of uh, dick measuring. Yeah, yeah. It's just like hey, I think like these couple things go better together instead of you know um, instead of like. Um, cooking tomato sauce out for like four hours. Mm -hmm. This, you know, I showed him like the sun-dried tomato trick. It's just called tomato compo yep. and we could add to it. Mm -hmm. um, so like those kind of things you could, you could definitely mentor. Sure. Like the different like flavor profiles or, or, or if somebody's palate, like how they're kind of developed mm -hmm. like their palate you're, you're, from just what they like. Exactly. That's what I think um, my mentor Mm -hmm. did for me it's like look like you're good at what you're good at but you only think in like this one dimensional box of what the like, Chris two wants right you know you gotta think about you gotta think about like you gotta stop making everything so spicy right you gotta think about because you're like, feeding other people now right, right exactly like cream elements mm -hmm. and you need you know you need more texture you need more contrast mm -hmm. in, in uh, hot and cold right so those kind of things you i always try to you know feed the other people when i see it definitely i also i've never gotten that i also feel i had to read different books yeah i also feel though like a lot of times especially over the past five six years sure it's so fucking crazy with mm -hmm. either trying to get labor trying to keep labor like mm -hmm. there's not as much mentoring and it's probably too because like i'm more in catering now sure so you don't have that hey let's develop this dish together mm -hmm. like, even at oak like we would sit there and actually like talk about right the different the different different mm -hmm. menu options throughout the entire menu right so not only somebody got 
there's something for everyone, mm-hmm. but we're developing like we have crunch here. We yep. have we have squishiness here. Mm-hmm. We have heat here. We Absolutely. have crisp here. Right. And those those conversations are important to have. The unfairly, you know, I feel like you don't get to have as many of those. I agree. Definitely. Because mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to hit an eight-run home run, right? Sure, yeah. They lost so much goddamn money, and God yep. bless these people. Yep. I mean, look, like <clears throat> it's not as personal, mm-hmm. but like that—that that group that owned Oak, right? Jesus Christ, they lost. I can't imagine. That's fourteen million dollars times twenty-four. That's insane. For two years. For two, for two years. Dude, you made me think when you were talking about, like, um, you know, all, have putting so much time into, like, looking for labor. And it's like it makes it hard for you to mentor somebody because you're so focused on, hey, I need your bodies. I need bodies. Yeah, you just need, like, hands. Right? Yeah. Do you, do you think that since corporate restaurants are so common now, like, it, it, everywhere you look, it's a corporate restaurant. Right. Everywhere you look. And now it's evolved into that. Initially, it wasn't like that. That never existed until some point. It started becoming chain, 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 uh, corporate, 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 franchise, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And do you think that we're having less and less conversations of mentorship or, you know, talking about food and textures? Because now you're bound to, uh, you know, you have like this cabal of chefs that are determining all the recipes that get sent out to all 300 restaurants across the country. 100%. So now you don't have thinkers coming into the restaurant anymore. You have, I mean, what I would call, they want robots at that point. That, and that's probably eventually going to come. Yeah, yeah, actual robots. It's the people pretending to be robots and there's no more thought. You like, remove the thought. Because what is a guy working in uh, Des Moines, Iowa? Sure. Right? Yeah. Who's writing a, a recipe? Or let's just say, what is a guy like our guy um, who works out in New York City? Sure. Writing a recipe in New York. Mm hmm. Guy's got his fingerprint to, he's got his finger on the button to order any single piece of any type of spice, mm-hmm. any type of produce, any type of meat Anything. in the world. Right. Within, you could probably have it within a half hour. Right. Right. Aldor, hook him up. <laughs> so he writes these beautiful recipes, and his, his shit is right. legit. Yeah. Legit. The ounces, the portions, mm-hmm. the guy is phenomenal. Right. Nothing but respect. <laughs> sure. But what's he going to do sending that shit to some guy in the morning? Right. Talking about arugula. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, that's why it's important to kind of support, like, those regional. Sure. Kind of places. No, definitely. You can't automate it. You, from my perspective. Right. You just, you can't automate it. I see certain things in the pipe works, like, like for instance, uh, this chicken, that chicken mm-hmm. that I made for you. Yeah. That's a sous vide chicken. Dude, it was amazing though. That's from, that's from. Yeah. It was amazing. It's tremendous. You're like, how is this thing so juicy and tender? Cause it's cooked in its own juices. So it does not dry. It won't dry up. And I want to say that's got like an 18 day shelf life. Yeah. No longer. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you, they can 
get some of our stuff mm-hmm. automated like that. Right. Now you can you can get that in Alaska. You can get sure. that in you know Russia. Right, it's consistent. It's consistent. It's, consistent. it's, consistent. it's gonna be the same. It's like McDonald's, but okay. Are you gonna be able to do that with Brussels sprouts, arugula? It's true. Pumpkin, sure. right, yeah. You know, avocado. Right. You get close on some of the stuff, mm-hmm. but you need that. It's still a regional game. Right, absolutely. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. I hope that it goes back to more mom mm-hmm. and pops, but yeah. mom and pops are all just got murdered, man. Dude, they're getting ground up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I mean. How, how are you going to compete? With McDonald's drive through It's not even just that. It's like, how are you going to. How are you going to compete on these these razor thin margins? What mm-hmm. like, it's true. We should we should break it down that like a, a successful restaurant, right? Your owner mm-hmm. is probably making four percent. Yeah, and like if he's good, if yeah, if you're lucky, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got to be great, and that's that one owner and ninety nine out of the hundred restaurants failed, right? And they're gone. He's the last one left because it's there's so much that goes into it. He is so lucky he hasn't been sued, yeah, you know, and because literally it could take that and it may not be even your fault, and that could end you. Like I, th- I think about what well, how hard it's been for mm-hmm. all those mom and pop places. Yeah, I think about the hotel all the time. Right, because they invested all this money. Yep, made like major money. Sure, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars. It could even be tens of millions easily. Well, this this was uh, this was probably the I don't even I don't even want to be yeah. like uh, probably let's just say for argument's sake let's just say they invested a million dollars sure in their new kitchen <sighs> to go from okay we're going to do eight hundred people a night now right. we're going to be able to do eight hundred people a night like well like a well right. oiled machine. We're going to invest this money into mm-hmm. it. Oh, by the way, uh, two months after you do this, mm-hmm. work the state is going to come in and say, you can only serve 30% or whatever the fuck yeah. Yeah. of your occupancy. And we don't, th- th- you think, you think that the, like my boy Dave could go and say, do you understand? I just spent a million, you know, a million dollars. I reinvested in my, in my business. No, mm-hmm. We don't care. But like that sucks. Yeah. Sucks for you. Sucks. Yeah. And, and by the way, make sure all your employees get shots before they come back or else right. you can't have them. We're, we're gonna we're gonna make everything we're gonna turn your world upside down. And now, there's no learning getting ready for that. No. And now you gotta re you know, rehire well, you gotta lay everybody off. Yeah. You gotta rehire everyone. You're telling me that these these yeah. people that you should that you were even attempting to mentor or attempting to teach and bring into your fold. They're not going to have a chip on their shoulder after you preach to them. Yeah. Hey, you know, this is about leadership. This is about, you know, doing your best. And like, this is what we're going to do together. We're going to talk about menus. You're educating them in so many different ways. And then it's like, Hey, sorry, you're toast. Like, right. And it's, and you think like the, the owners there, right? Right. David and Frank, they, they don't have any, it's not like they're making an income. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> Yeah, they okay. They have this invest. They have this um, real estate. Sure, they own right. They don't want to sell it. Yeah, like they don't. They got kids going to college. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here with this. Shit. Yeah, 
It's so like if they sold it, another huge hedge fund company would come in and buy it up. It's you know, it's pretty pretty nuts. But I hope that we do I hope too that you know we talked about it mm-hmm. last week is that people kind of start educating themselves about where their food comes from. Hell yeah. What they're eating. Yep. You know, and supporting the places mm-hmm. that do the farm the table movement. Absolutely. Um, you know, some schools mm-hmm. that uh, I've been a part of are a part of that now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like you know it as well. Like you go to these farmers markets, like those those people aren't rich, man. No, they're selling onions and beets. They're selling yeah. How and, much are you gonna get how much are you gonna make? And that's real work. That, yeah, absolutely. I think that's mentorship right there, having a conversation with a farmer. Yeah. Like about the food and how what it takes to get it there and you know, you're buying local and why it helps and this is good, you know, and what else you could do exactly with it. I mean that's that's some cool stuff right there for sure. And especially like um like we've talked about right uh personally, but you know, eating ingesting mm-hmm. like the food that's within your sixty mile radius. Yeah. 90 mile radius. It's not thir- it's not three months old and half the nutrients died out with the during the shipping process. How much of a ship you eat now is from China? Dude. All the garlic, yeah. all the, you know, I mean you're eating avocados you know, that travel from Mexico and it's like, dude, it's December. Maybe I shouldn't be eating that anyway. Right. You know, there's you, there's so much. I mean, right now look all of the produce I brought over. I mean it's it's you know, what July. Tremendous. And it's just like I I don't even I I don't have enough people to give it to. So it's just random people. You know, what do you want? Cucumbers, tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, all the different different types of chilies. Yeah, how much better do you feel that you're Oh, dude, it's freaking amazing. Like they actually taste like tomatoes. Right. You're gonna taste those and go like, oh my god. You know, they're gonna taste sweet, you know, yeah, real. And and they're not gonna like you could you're gonna I'm sure you're gonna can enjoy. Oh, dude, I, I'm I'm already getting ready, collecting them, and ready gonna do a sauce run. Pickles, dude. Yes, yeah, I made pickles already. Pickles. Coriander pickles, man. Which is, what we sh- you know, what everybody should be doing. Yeah, but um, no, I mean, as far as uh, the the mentoring the line cooks, too, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in your 20s, you're bullying them. Yeah, in your 30s, that's mentorship, man. Yeah. You're not it, it, it's some type of pressure you're putting the you're putting the squeeze on them. In your thirties, hopefully you get a little bit better. I think about yeah. my boy Jason Delia. He uh he was a sous chef. Sure, uh, sure, sure. And he has since like moved into mm-hmm. real estate. So he got okay. but yeah. This dude is exactly like what you would want. Mm-hmm. He went to culinary school. Sure. Phenomenal fucking cook, phenomenal yeah. chef. Um, and then just got bit by that barbecue bug. Yeah. Oh man. So the, he was great, but he would be like, Hey, listen, should I like take vacation? Mm-hmm. Should I do it? Cause here are all the weekends and it's not that busy then anyway. Right. It's like all of July and all of August, mm-hmm. his kids traveling all over the country doing his uh, barbecue. Dude, I love that. So, you know, mm-hmm. These are the these are the good people, and obviously oh, yeah. he's one that we, n- not in a bad way, but we lost, you know, because he said, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking work sixty hours a week or I'm gonna work." So you sell houses, man. Real estate is a different animal, and it grew, 
you can make real money. You can build wealth that way. There's no knocking it. It's it's you know it's something that we learn after the fact. Yeah, exactly. You know, but you get into this for the uh, the passion. The passion, dude. Right, exactly. You just hope you hold on to it. I got a, a a buddy that um he just texted me the other day. He started working at a barbecue spot. Yeah. That I think it's down in a uh, past Monroe. Okay. And so basically it's smokers on the side of the road with like a little, I don't, I think it was like a little shack kind of built thing with smokers in there. Sends me a picture of all these sausages, the brisket and the ribs. All the seating is outdoors oh, on perfect. grass, dude. We got to go there. You know, Absolutely. we have to go there and we'll definitely talk about it in the next episode. Sure. You know, maybe, we, maybe we'll do like a, you know, Chris and Paul do barbecue. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. Like this place, I haven't been there, but these photos and these pictures, yeah. I'm like, holy crap. This is like, it looks like some Rich Franklin stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah dude, it looks nuts. I mean, this looks like real barbecue. Do no, you do the, uh, like the short ribs with the bone in it? Dude, I don't know. Uh, dude, maybe. I don't I don't know. But um, no, what we could you, definitely talk about that on the next episode for sure. We got to make it there. What, what do you think about as far as like the people that you've met, you've mentored or um, that you've like brought up, do you look at them as like, have you ever felt like you've made, you've mentored someone and like the investment paid off in mm-hmm. cooking? Not cooking. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. you're doing. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, um, I'm trying to think cause it's no, it's like, what I know now, obviously, it's not what I knew then. Right. You know, what I knew then, it was like I've kind of felt like there have been plenty more opportunities to mentor to somebody or, like, you know, coach them along. Um, I'm trying to think specifically. You know, I kind of always felt like working my way up before I became an executive chef. I was always learning and trying to pick everybody else's brain, you know, trying to go through those steps. And, like, I felt like I was being mentored, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, obviously, that's to do when you're moving up, right? You know, you work with different people. Um, I gotta say, for like, uh, I don't know if I had anybody specifically, except for the one, except for now. I just started talking to uh, this young guy, Ian, freaking awesome. Before, so before him, it was always just talking about making sure everybody was following their passion and they felt good about what they were doing. To you know, make a decision in the restaurant, whatever it was, right. with you know, if you don't know just just try it like always be learning okay you know um but you know now specifically um with this young guy ian it's like i met him at a coffee shop he works at a coffee shop in Minhill, and um really cool dude you know it's the owner expressed to me that he was interested in like getting into culinary right you know so i'm like okay cool that's awesome I'm already in man let's let's meet up one day like let's just talk for an hour and I meet him at the coffee shop, you know, an hour before his shift started, we sat down and I started, you know, picking his brain. It's like, what bring, what excites you about the culinary industry? You know, he's, you know, I, I, I don't know how old he is. He's too young to drink, but okay. you know, so I think he's, I don't know if he's 18 or something, or maybe I, I don't you know, something like that. I didn't ask him, but he was so, he was so excited. We we're talking about, Hey man, you know, a kitchen's a pirate ship. He's like, yeah, I know it's crazy. You know, I've, I've worked for a couple different places. Um, what's that? Uh, I'm trying to think. So he worked for uh, Lincoln's Haberdashery. Oh, this is good. Yeah, he worked there for a little bit. And he was telling me 
um, you know, he really liked that place over there and stuff like that. And he said that place cooks stock in there. Yeah. They make like stock in there for another well, restaurant. You know, like, you know, like, that's freaking awesome. Um, you know, and then it, all these other couple places, you know, his, he said his, his best friend's mom owns Lee's noodles on Monroe road. Okay. You know, in 51. Yeah. You know, it's like fun, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty freaking awesome. He wants to travel. He wants to try new flavors. And I'm like, in a way, I was like, I'm excited for him. Yeah. It's like, I'm excited for the journey that you're going to go on. And dude, you're going to have so many ups and downs. And I, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I hope you have more ups because it can be brutal. Yeah. You're going to, you're, you're going to have downs. Yeah. You're going to have downs too. And it's kind of like when you talk to somebody that's so hyped up and excited, do you, I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, do I, am I doing him any justice by telling him only the good uh, side of things? See, as we're talking about this, I'm like, so <laughs> but dude, it was like i'm like i told him like hey here are the pros and cons of corporate here are the pros and cons of private you can make a lot of money going corporate and you could be very miserable you can yeah. be very happy with full creativity going private but not make a lot of money and deal with a lot more headaches because you a don't have the systems more headaches yeah because even even like as we're talking about this i'm thinking The people that uh, that mentored me, yeah, right. I, I, I'm not trying to be dramatic about it, but it's sure. like brutal. It is. It is brutal. Like it wasn't. It wasn't uh, like school. Like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. It's like it's. Got, it's yes. It was twelve hours of, of like physical, mm -hmm. mental. Yeah. Uh, slow and steady pressure. Right. And then maybe like... Come on, let's go, let's go, Chris. Come on. Five minutes to an hour of mm -hmm. like, you know, when you're breaking down, like, hey, you know, you really did good on that. You know, For real? Like, you thought it... Wait, what? I thought, I thought, you told Dude, him I, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you're going to break my leg. Thank God I'm not talking to you like that. I, I, I... I it's like I see the excitement in this guy and I want it to go well for him. Did you tell him watch the bear? The bear? No, I haven't. I, I didn't bring up there. I'm definitely going to meet up with him again. Like, we, it's, you know, I'm definitely excited to do that. I lent him a book, uh, uh, a book that I bought, bought by Jean George. Okay. You know, it's basically his story. Yeah. Like, it was like this think of like um, Kitchen Confidential is for Anthony Bourdain. This book, Jean George's book, uh, talks about him growing up, his father being a coal miner. Okay. Him grow, Jean George growing up, going like, you know, I don't want any part of, you know, being in my coal, my dad's work and business and that kind of thing, as well as, you know, he not doing great in school. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what am I going to do? So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, just follow, just follow your heart, make decisions and learn from them. At least I want to set this guy up, like aim for, for perfection. You do your best to reach it. You may not hit it, but always learn on your way and make your decisions and feel good about it. There's no, I mean, that goes for so many different things, but you know, I told, I straight up told him like, dude, you don't you do not need to go to culinary school. No, you do not need to go to culinary school. You can work for some amazing chefs and learn so much. And then you know how culinary schools can be ridiculously expensive. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But think about it like this, really. Like we're pretty accomplished in like the, the different fields. Yeah. What would happen if someone said make a sushi right now? It would look 
from my perspective, right? I like the sushi with the rice on the outside, right? Yeah, I do too. Sure. So I've tried to make it like four or five times. Right. Always tastes good. It's always like when we actually catch the fish. Right. But <laughs> it looks fucking horrendous, <laughs> right? Dude, there's so many elements, and it's about repetition with that. Right. That go into making it as perfect the way you see it. But I've paid however much to go to culinary school. Yep. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. even make a one-on-one sushi. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to get your mm-hmm. ass into the and like get your ass into a place that yep. you like. Yeah. Like that. If, mm-hmm. you're, if you're saying to yourself like that's the food I want to make. Right. Like when I went, went to Huntley Tavern and worked mm-hmm. there, I'm like okay. Right. At the end of the day, at the end of my mm-hmm. journey, I want to be doing this food. So absolutely, I might as well just start working here. Yeah. That's that was like the king of the king, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Schools can get expensive. You, you, you're going to go to a school at most for me, at least you try different things, but you, it's the people I met. Yeah. But in terms of skill, like these chefs, they knew what they were doing as instructors, me going in there, doing it and kind of learning and getting book knowledge. I go to another restaurant. They're like, throw that out. Yeah. We don't do that here. You were, you just forget every unlearn everything. And you're like, I just spent 40 grand. Right. It's like, wait, what? Do, do, do they, when you join a law office. Right. <laughs> for any lawyers out there, like, do you join a law office? Right. And they're like, so where'd you go? Duke. Okay. Um, and where'd you work at your last place? Right. Uh, you know, Procter and Gamble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Forget all that shit. It doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't fly here. You're going to start from Yeah, you're going to start from scratch. You know, here's Dude. some, here's some uh, letterheads. Get, get going. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, like, wait, what? What? You think what? doctors are going through that? Unlearn <laughs> everything. Like a dent- I graduated this school of dentistry, and it's like, no, 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 I'll forget everything. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, it's. What professional, what professional sits there and goes, oh, wait, you're accomplished? Yeah, none of that works. Don't forget all of it. Dude, I'm just there's this guy, there's cooks out there, man. I, I got a buddy who's slaying it right now in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, you know, I but, that yeah, you follow him now. He he just sent me this picture. I'll pull it up on my phone. He caught a bunch of uh, bronzino. He went night fishing, caught nice. bronzino, and then he cooked it up for all of his line cooks in the restaurant restaurant for family meal. I'm like, dude, that's friggin' awesome. You know, you think anybody taught him how to do that? You know, it's like bronzino's good, dude. Monsters, look how big that sucker is. Oh. Right? And I'm like, dude, he's got three of them. He sends me this picture. He made, It looks like he, it's like a puree. It's got some like um, shredded carrots. is like a, a rice peel-off with like the whole side of Benzino on there. And everybody's eating family meal like that. Oh, like how exciting is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is so you know, freaking cool. He didn't learn that in a culinary school. He would learn that from just trial and error and grinding and learning and being taught by other people and figuring it out. Right. So... I mean, in terms of like people that I think I've mentored, you know, it's like I think back on, I feel like I've learned a lot more from people and what I've taught people, it's probably been always, you know, just try something new, go for it. Yeah. And then a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of yelling and a lot of, yeah, a lot of what the fuck are you doing? You've been here for two years. What do you mean you forgot? Yeah. What do you mean your fingers hurt from picking chicken? <laughs> I needed 60 deviled eggs. 
I want you to, you know, and I would say, I need 60 sides. I need to take 30 eggs, cut them in half and make them. make them, you know, why are you giving me 40 eggs? You know, so it's, you know, there's like, there's no, it's like when you think of mentorship, there's, there's, I don't think that's mentorship. That's just like, uh, that's, it, that's the other thing too. Like, yeah. I feel like chefs have gotten away from being like the, facilitator sure or like the coach mm -hmm. right yeah whatever you think they become the player you want to give yeah like, you're just if you're on the line that is it's not it's not right i yeah. mean it's not the way it's supposed to no be. you know it's, you mean? don't have that top-down view of the battle you're right. in the trenches how are you going to make a call right and so many places you know because like we said yeah on these razor tight margins you know do I want an eighteen dollar an hour line cook doing this? You know, right. and my labor is going to be, you know, at X. Yep. And then I'm going to have to try to. What am I going to do? Skim the eight ounce fillet to seven and a half ounces. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Where, what am I going to do? The rest. Like, where am I going to make this up? Right. I mean, this dude Mario, man. He's. I asked him how he's doing. He's awesome. So it's just him and two other guys on the line. And it's just, dude. He's like, uh, what do you say? Like, oh, we did brunch. It was just the three of us, or whatever it is. Two of us, 200 people, 250 people. I'm like, bless your soul, man. You know, good for you. You could do that if it's like mm -hmm. small enough. Like at uh, Gramercy Tavern. Yeah. They had that, that bar room, or mm -hmm. window room, whatever they called it. You know, it's you know, they're two cooks. They're banging it out. They, they have yeah. to be. And and they were, you, you would watch them right. just be on a well oiled machine, but they're also only doing. Nine dishes total. Yep. Like three apps. Yeah. Three entrees. Then that's awesome. You're right. not doing poached eggs, waffles, strawberry pancakes, yeah. strawberry coconut pancake. This one ricotta, blueberry lemon pancake. You know, like no, 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 we ain't doing that. This ain't not happening. Yeah, it was brunch over yet. Oh, as a as like a chic thing, dude. I don't know, man. Just mention all those pancakes. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> like the Ajna. Yeah, <laughs> stress brunch. Just, just so people understand, like the, the outside world. Yeah, you know how, you know how you would never say the c word. Yeah, and if, yeah. You, if you say the c word, yeah. a woman like it's over. It's over. Absolutely right. But so it's the c word. Yeah, it's. it's I feel like brunch <laughs> is as offensive as a word. Yeah, it's pretty bad. When it, it's it, it's one of those words that immediately bring you some type of stress. It's like hearing the ticket machine. Yeah, to me, it's I could feel my shoulders <laughs> get tighter and like this weird triad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my neck and shoulders. Yeah, are you palpitating right now? Is it your heart? You know? just, I just I remember specifically when I almost one of the few times I almost actually walked out it was during a brunch mm -hmm. it, was, it was motherfuckers day it was <laughs> there's a bunch of days like that bro it was awful and yeah, uh, i like that <laughs> they had this piece of garbage cook that we had <laughs> who they only hired to cook eggs right and he was oh in fairness in fairness 
He's being nice. He's probably my age, if not a couple of years older. Okay, so he should be good. If he was young, like now, yeah, he would have been classified as like probably something, <laughs> some type of ADHD. Yeah, this and that, ABC, somewhere on the spectrum, whatever. Sure, but as a human being, he was unbearable to be around. Oh my god! And this dude convinced the executive chef of the whole kitten caboodle right. restaurant. Because he would just, he was, he was one of those whiners that would just whine enough right. to get his fucking way. And oh. he got the huevos rancheros switched to the grill station. First time a motherfucker's death. So, oh, dude, I hate that. I hate so that. So I walk in and Patrick was with me. Patrick is, <laughs> whatever our titles were, they were trying to get this nightmare bullshit yeah. thing off the ground. It was supposed to be all in one. It's called Urban Table. Sure. The whole restaurant group, tremendous. Right. The Urban Table concept, nightmare. Worse than an abortion. It was <laughs> awful. Awful. It was, it was brunch. Yeah. It was, this is the concept. Five guys, chipotle, sushi, shakes, and brunch all in one. It was. Dude, that sounds. It was beyond awful. Sounds Sunday. pretty rough. They moved the Waveless Ranchero station. This is three hotel pants worth of crap. Oh my God. Being brought down to the grill. Right. I'm watching this. I'm like, who's working there? And Patrick's looking at me. He goes, uh, just so you know. And I'm like, oh my God. Why is he being nice? He's like, just so you know. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name. We'll call him Sven. Because that's what Pat and I used to call him. Yeah. Sven got the Waveless Rancheros moved onto the grill. I'm like, why did you allow that? He's like, uh, I have nothing to do with it. It went up to Bruce. And Bruce just Bruce called Bruce it. Bruce just said okay. And Bruce comes over and sees us talking and he's like, I understand everybody's upset, that's fine, but I'll just do it. If you guys if you guys don't want to do it, I'll just do it. It's like what? <laughs> Okay. Uh Pat, we're I guess we're doing this. Yeah. Oh my god. We went down. We went down in such flames that we were just ourselves. <laughs> he was in flames, he was he, burning a ship in the ocean, just like drinking beers, going like this is it. There you got better. Because he started all of a sudden he like came came back with he came back. Right. He's like, all right, we'll get through it. I'm like, why are you being so calm and nice? Like this is not okay. Right. You and you can only get so mad at something so that it's like, you know what? Let me just try being like relaxed. He goes only take. He goes only take the green tea out of the walk-in with the purple label. <laughs> like, okay, he's like, you know what I mean. I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. We start making rice crispy crusted French toast with burgers, right? With huevos rancheros, it is a murder. Dude, kill, dude. <laughs> of grease, Taylor ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In with the rice crispy fucking <laughs> rice crispy treats, snap crackle popping into the cheeseburgers. So you have fifteen dollar oh cheeseburgers yeah. with the gorgonzola and all this other crap in it. Right. With rice krispies all there's a rice krispies burnt rice nuffy. And I'm like I, I I was so like confused by emotion. Yeah. Of I, I should just walk like this is the this was it. Like this is the moment. Dude, that is funny, dude. I'm walking and I'm on 
texting the owner of the Cranford Hotel. Right. This is going on. I'm like, dude, we've been flirting. It's time to start fucking. Let's go. Get me out of here. I'm, dude. I'm, I'm texting my future boss. Get me the fuck out of here. Now. Yeah, now. Please. Dude, that is funny. That's a good story, dude. I like that. He was loaded with vodka. Those are we're crushing. Crushing these green teas. Oh. Yeah, it's like Red Bull. Yeah. The green tea yeah. is getting you so hyper and like yep. lasered up. Dude, yep. You a little caffeine in there. Booze. That, that town is notorious. So this is this is 11 o'clock. We're working at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> turns to me at like 4 o'clock and he goes, all right, listen, we got to quit drinking by 5. Then we're not going to make it. Because <laughs> we got a far drive home. <laughs> I'm like 5.30. He's like, nah, maybe 7. 7, dude. <laughs> 8 o'clock rolls around. Let's just finish this thing off. Oh, dude, that's good. Cool, that's kids, funny. Everybody's sending their food back. The burgers got Rice Krispies in it. That place made negative $500 that day. It was oh, my God. Everything comped. Awful. We, we would have, dude, that is nuts. We would have 10 tops up in the window. It's like, where's the sushi? Where's the sushi? Look at the sushi kid. He's swimming. In the shakes. Because <laughs> we just thought yeah. the, the way that we initially had it planned out was like, well, they're not going to be doing that much. Right. The sushi guy can make shakes. We, we needed like 15 more people. Oh, <laughs> my God. I love it, dude. That's funny. The, the staff there was all friends with the owner's kid. Yeah. So they were really, like, really uppity. Like worst family meal. Like, do you not see? Do you not see the sea of tickets? Well, what mm. are you guys going to do about it? And nothing. The, nothing. The best was, and this is what I knew. This is when. <laughs> this is when I'm like, all right, we got to stop drinking. I go. Uh, <laughs> just he just lost it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I can't even say. I I can't even get close to saying what he said, but he's just. <laughs> please, <laughs> he said, go eat. Such and such. Right. And then walked away and they were all standing there like, oh my God, like yeah. we, we should be able to sue you for what you just said. And then he turned around and said, oh, I'm sorry. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dude, I love it, man. That's a good one, dude. This is, I think yeah, we got a good episode. Of the, this is a nice one. Yeah. Covered, co- covered a bunch of topics. and Well, shout out to uh, Lindsay. She, uh, She's keeping up now on, yeah. that, on that Cisco lawsuit. Dude, I love it. But uh, That's freaking awesome. I can't believe I'm saying this. I hope they won't. <laughs> Dude. I hope Cisco beats the Dude, shit out of that. I hope so, too, man. And then going back, I think that's going to help bring the butcher back to yeah. some degree because they're getting screwed, too, and the farmer. Why would you want to enter a business where there's you're walking into uh, a hell, essentially? Like, you're, there's no... There's no heaven to that side. No. It's everything's expensive, and uh, this is going to suck, and I'm barely going to make any money. So why am I going to even do this? Why am yeah. I going to learn this? But um, no, that's why we got to support him, man. Dude, absolutely, brother. But um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for you know listening to this episode. Got some uh, good laughs, good stories. PCChefs at gmail dot com. Uh, any topics that you want to hear us talk about or any stories, let us know. Hell yeah! You know, we'll definitely look forward to them. Yeah. Check us out on uh, Instagram too. Yep. That's been tracking up. PC Chefs. It's got a little, 
We just gotta, we gotta get some more content on there, man. And like, uh, you know, I'll get some on there and let's, we gotta go check out that barbecue spot. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, we'll have a lot to report in the next couple of weeks. Definitely. We're on uh, lambs for, for Jen's birthday. Dude, friggin' awesome. Supperland next couple of weeks. Supperland is awesome. Absolutely. Then, uh, check out that barbecue spot for sure. Hell yeah. And but then, uh, we have, um, like, guests. Guest chefs coming in at, at my spot. Dude, hell yeah. So, Dude, bring them on the show, bro. Well, not. <laughs> kiss their ass and then. Uh, yeah, let me know. Check out their places. Dude, hell yeah. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much, Chris, man. Thanks for uh, doing oh, this episode, brother. Always a pleasure, brother. Dude, hell yeah. Have a good See night. You. Yep. Or good morning. Depends when you listen to this episode.